Hello everybody, welcome to the Unprotected Headshots Podcast. My name is Ryan Haft and I'm your host. Joining me today are Parker King, Haley Piana, and Carl Z. Today we're going to be talking about a, a few topics regarding wrestling and this week's, uh, this weekend's pay-per-view battleground. But before we begin, I, wanna, I, I do want to talk about something very uh, near and dear to Parker. This week he was robbed and stolen from in the company of his own home by potentially a man or a woman who is high on meth. And we should talk about the dangers of methamphetamines <laughs> and why robbing people is not a good thing. So I just want to I want to start off the conversation by saying people who rob don't do it. And people who do meth don't do that <laughs> like either. Go to drugs. All right, drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> Before Parker discovered that he had an iPhone, we thought he wouldn't be on the show t- this week. <laughs> Being that some asshole stole about four grand worth of equipment from his home. They stole his whole backpack with headphones and his, his MacBook and all that stuff. That he does he has a real job. This is not his job. We do not get paid. This is just for fun. So when when you steal a man from a man and you steal the things that he uses as tools to do his job every single day and do it to the best of his ability. You t- you take money out of his mouth, and where does that yeah. money go? Methamphetamines, and those are bad. Don't steal and don't do meth, <laughs> especially if you're under the age of thirty. Crack's all right though. Yeah, that's fine. I, I will not vouch for crack, <laughs> but what you do in the privacy of your own home and no one else's is not none of my business, and if it does not hurt anybody. That's fine. But Parker was crying the other day. Dang. To me, he called me up and he he was he was crying and he said to me, "Ryan, how can, can you help me? I'm distressed. I've been stolen from and I think I think I might, you know, I think I might be losing my mind a little bit. And you know, I know what it feels like to be stolen from. I've had uh, my iPhone stolen a few times from some jerks at high school who also sold drugs. What are the odds?" So <laughs> Damn meth, man. Meth is bad. All right, but that's that's just one I wanted to get out. Just a little uh, public service announcement. Play my goddamn music. Welcome everybody to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about women in wrestling and what has more value, the WWE Championship or the Universal title. Also, we're going to be making our Battleground predictions. And, you know, it's 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 going to be a good pay-per-view this Sunday, um, but let's, let's get right into it. This week we're going to be talking about women in wrestling. A lot of, uh, a lot of people would argue that in 2017, we have the best roster of women, ta- uh, female talent in the world in WWE. With the likes of Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, Bayley, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Carmella and Naomi, even Nikki Bella, the, the world of women's wrestling in WWE has never been better. But today I want to argue, who has the better roster, Raw or SmackDown? I'll give you guys a list of... 
I'll give you guys a list of the 15 competitors from both shows. Seven on Raw and eight on SmackDown. And we can battle it out. See who thinks one show is better than the other. You can narrow it down to writers, talent, um, booking, literally anything. The current roster for Monday Night Raw has the champion Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Mickey James, Nia Jax, Emma, and Dana Brooke. Over on SmackDown, your current champion is Naomi, followed by Charlotte, Becky Lynch, your Money in the Bank winner, Carmella, Natalia, Tamina, Nikki Bella, and Lana. Now, over the last few months, there's been a huge transition in what I believe is the better show. I think SmackDown started the year with a better overall show, and Raw beat them to the punch in the last two months. A lot of that has to do with the female rosters. Now, everybody you, everybody loves Charlotte, Becky, you know, and Naomi, and Nikki Bella even, uh, but she hasn't really been on TV since WrestleMania. Charlotte and Becky have kind of been pushed to the side. They're not doing much with Naomi as the champion, and a lot of the focus happens to be on Lana. Carmella won the money in the bank due to help from James Ellsworth, so they had to redo the whole thing, and it lost a lot of momentum after that. SmackDown might be having an issue with their women's talent. Over on Raw, Bayley has been pushed so far down the card that I'm not even sure she exists. That being said, these last few weeks have actually looked up for her as she's picked up wins uh, over Alexa, usually to the help uh, with the help of Sasha Banks, who you know, with it's the about. help. Of... Right. So I ask you guys, who has the better show for the women? Would you rather watch the women on Raw or on SmackDown, and what would you change about it? Park, you can lead off. Um. With the roster, SmackDown's roster is a much better roster. But she hasn't been here since, what, WrestleMania? Talking about Nikki? Her last match, right? Yeah, Nikki Bella was last seen in the WWE ring at WrestleMania. Um, She is reportedly going to be back for SummerSlam, um, which would be exciting. Um, That's a hard question. I think... With Alexa Bliss on SmackDown, they were rolling. But moving Alexa Bliss to Raw has kind of slowed her momentum, too. Um, I mean, based on pure talent, SmackDown should be the much better show with Charlotte and Becky Lynch wrestling. But, uh, I mean, the Lana stuff was funny for, like, two weeks. It's I'm over it. Tamina is, like, the worst thing to happen to women's wrestling in WWE. I don't care about Naomi as champion at all. I think she's she's like the one babyface champion. Ah, there's two now, AJ Styles. But uh, it's not exciting. I don't love Raw's women either. Bliss has kind of been hitting not too great for me. Um, I do enjoy Nia Jax. I don't really enjoy Sasha Banks and Bailey anymore. Um, I guess I'd have to give it to Raw, but uh, uh, it's hard. Uh, they're at a they're in a bad place. Like they feel like the tag team division to me right now, and that's not a great 
thing. So, I don't know. I guess Raw. Over on the SmackDown side, I'm really... I'm really... I've been enjoying the, the wrestling. I've been enjoying the women. The women. Charlotte Flair is the best overall women's wrestler on a roster in the entire world, in my opinion. I don't think anybody is better than Charlotte. She's tons of fun to watch. She does high spots. She's great on the mic. She puts the most emotion I've ever seen into wrestling from a woman. When she cries, she means it. When she screams, she means it. Heal her face. She's great. Becky Lynch has warmed up. uh, I've warmed up to her over the last... Probably about the last few months since the brand split. Carmella as Money in the Bank holder, I think, is a great idea by WWE. She's, you know, that those matches are meant to elevate talent that normally does not get to be elevated, not get to be seen. So I'm happy for Carmella. She's finally going to be a star that she deserves to be. She's really great. Naomi is the most forgettable women's champion, I believe, in the last five years. I hate what she did to the title. She put LED lights on it. It looks tacky. It looks terrible. Treat that brand new title with respect. Carry it like you'd mean it. It did not need any modifications. The only time it was okay to modify a title was when Hulk Hogan sprayed NWO over the World Heavyweight Championship in WCW. Natalia's awful, in my opinion. She's She was a good wrestler. Um, but her crazy cat lady gimmick doesn't hit home with me. I don't like it. She's a bad face, and she uses her family to, to get over, which is fine when you start, but even Charlotte got, you know, rid of Rick pretty quickly into her main roster career. Tamina is awful, straight up. Just she's a bad wrestler. Nikki Bella is great. I want her to come back. Parker, you said... You cannot wait for her to come back, and she might be coming back at SummerSlam. Absolutely. Uh, there's also quite a bit of rumors that Brie Bella will be back in the next few months. That would she be fantastic. At, she was at San Diego Comic-Con today for a press event for WWE Women's with their, their new toys that just got released today, Thursday. Um, but I think uh, it was only SmackDown Women, though. No. I'm Was there someone from Raw there? Uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks were both there. Oh, yeah. Just those two. Everyone else and then was the Bella, Then the Bella Twins and then um, Charlotte and Becky. So I'm assuming this means that Brie Bella is probably going to find her way back sooner rather than later when Birdie is uh, a little older. I would be great so. with that. I would be so happy if, if uh, the Bella Twins got back together. Um, but the, the last member of the SmackDown's female roster is Lana, who's their newest member, and arguably the most green on the roster. She could have used some more time in NXT in the Performance Center. She was good in her first match. After that, she kind of fell off for me. She is good on the mic. We all know that. She's, you know, she handled Rusev for, I wish he was elevated to a higher position on the card, but he is fighting John Cena this Sunday at Battleground. And I believe, you know, if she does if she does to herself what she did for him, everyone is going to love her more than they already do. And I'm pretty sure everyone only, only loves her because she's hot and she has a Russian accent. I believe Lana can be more than this. And I really hope we see a lot of good stuff out of her in the future. In 
if I had to if I had to only watch one of these rosters, I would pick the SmackDown roster. Because you're right, Haley. You only see four, maybe five at the most, from the Raw roster in a given week. SmackDown, all the women are always involved, and I love that. I just wish, you know, I liked them a little bit more, you know, down the card. Yeah, I mean, I said Raw, but, like, if you put Brie Bella and Nikki Bella both on SmackDown, that would be the easiest decision that I've ever made going just SmackDown. Read Haley's new blog if you want to hear more about women's wrestling in general. She talks about Glow, the Netflix series, as well as Glow, the real-life Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling where women come together and wrestle, and it's absolutely fantastic. You can find old episodes on Netflix, and you could read up on Haley's blog for more information. A link will be provided in the description of this episode. Haley, do you have any information on your uh, newest blog? Well, Glow for Gold is kind of my reaction to watching Glow. Now, when Glow first came to Netflix, even before it was on there, just the... Uh, promos for it I got really excited because I'm like here's this thing that is what we like but it's about women because that's not like I said you don't see a whole lot of incredible things from the women and the fact that this was the beginning this was the start of the women's the real women's revolution happening you know back in 1985 it's amazing it's incredible so I binge watched Glow the minute that it came out on Netflix, and I think I got through with it maybe two days maximum, and I loved it, every single moment of it, and as I'm watching it, I'm seeing, you know, cameos from, you know, modern day WWE wrestlers in the indie division, as well as on the main roster, um, little cameos and, um, you know, Easter eggs to things that wrestlers would know, would recognize uh, when you watch the series, and just to make connections. Did this really happen? Why is this person, you know, seem so familiar? And so I did a little bit of research, and the similarities are actually pretty astounding. The show Glow was not meant to be a documentary, but it was meant to be a shadow of the real gorgeous ladies of wrestling. And so to see these connections throughout the entire first season was really exciting for me. So what Glow for Gold is supposed to be is just an episode-by-episode take on what's happening in the plot, how does it relate to the real history of women's wrestling, and then just to go over the fun Easter eggs that are hidden around. So, um, you know, I'm really excited about it. The first introductory blog is going to be up after this episode, which I'm very excited for. We're going to have comments um, open up for all of the episodes that we go through, so I would really love to hear your take. Um, but yeah, if you see something that maybe we didn't catch the first time, or something you know that you thought we caught that you didn't realize was actually a real thing, you know, any comments and any ideas that you have, we would love to hear it. All right. So yeah, I'm excited. I hope you're excited. I'm very excited, Haley. It sounds like a really, really good blog. You sound passionate about it. Uh, I've already read the first... I've already read the first article. I hope to be reading more in the future. I'm super excited for it, and I hope our fans are too. Now, this leads us to our next topic. So, this Sunday's Battleground, the SmackDown pay-per-view, the last one that's going to be before SummerSlam. And uh, going down the card from basically least to most important match, to kickoff show, Ty Dillinger versus Aiden English. I'm re- really not entirely sure how many people particularly care about that one. 
Uh, Ty Dillinger, his gimmick is more over than he really is. Uh, but hopefully he gets a win here and starts building, you know, himself instead of just the whole 10 gimmick. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship is going to be on the line. The New Day versus the Usos. The Usos heel gimmick has actually been quite interesting recently. And the New Day is always fun to watch in tag team action. So that should actually be a quite interesting match. Uh, I expect that Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron Corbin is going to be kind of a uh, filler match to try to cool cool the crowd after that after one of the uh, bigger matches there's a fatal five-way elimination match charlotte versus becky lynch versus natalia versus tamina versus lana which this kind of goes back to the whole debate earlier in the, in given the fact that all the women have been literally jammed into one match and it's really not doing anyone any favors here obviously carmella really doesn't need uh, any push right now because of the fact that she's got the money in the bank briefcase, but you're just not doing anyone any favors here. You're not letting anyone really get any of this particular spotlight unless there's some absolutely spectacular finish. United States Championship uh, is up for grabs. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. Obviously, AJ Styles with the massive upset surprise victory at a, a house show over Kevin Owens to win the title, and now Kevin Owens trying to get it back. I honestly have no idea who's going to win this one, if they're going to leave it on AJ Styles or if they're going to put it back on Kevin Owens. But I think I honestly think that was a kind of it was a good move for the United States Championship to have it move on a house show because first of all, it does something for the house shows that suddenly those become legitimate places that you might see a championship trade hands, and also the fact that. AJ Styles is a great champion no matter what belt he is, even though he, he is above the United States Championship. But he's still a great champion. He's going to add to the belt rather than the belt adding to him. Up next, at least we think it's going to be up next, John Cena versus Rusev in a flag match. This is nothing we haven't seen before. John Cena versus Rusev is a fun match. Uh, but it's, again, it, it's going back to the same old shit. We've seen this feud before. We see we saw it blown off at WrestleMania, and here we are again. So, whatever. Punjabi prison match, most likely going to be the uh, main event of the night. Obviously, it's the giant structure that we've seen twice before, I believe. And it's for the WWE Championship, Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal. And... Jinder's not exactly the greatest wrestler in the world. Randy can be kind of boring. But you add, you add in the Punjabi prison, and that'll at least make things quite interesting with how the match is going to play out because they can't just keep doing the same old garbage that they have been doing. Uh, they can't do the same old moves everywhere. It's, it, it's at least going to be something else because of the fact that they are going to have to climb up and then climb back down and climb up and climb back down and all that fun stuff. And the Punjabi prison isn't exactly something that we've seen particularly often. It's not over. It's not sort of overdone like a cage match or Hell in a Cell. It's something we've only seen twice before. So it'll certainly leave some room for uh, creative stuff on the part of Randy and uh, Jinder. All right. So to give you guys a rundown of what we just heard from Carl, kickoff show: Ty Dillinger versus Aiden English, SmackDown tag team at. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. New Day versus The Usos. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron Corbin. Fatal Five-Way Elimination. Charlotte versus Becky. Versus Natalia versus Tamina versus Lana. 
United States Championship match, AJ versus KO. Flag match, John Cena versus Rusev and the Punjabi prison for the WWE Championship. Randy versus Mahal. I'm going to go ahead and make my predictions if that's okay with everybody. Go for it. It's been 10 yes, years sir. since we saw the Punjabi prison. Ty Dillinger wins it. Because <laughs> he's the perfect 10. Yes. No, in all honesty, Ty Dillinger beats Aiden English in the kickoff show. Uh, I don't see Ty not winning that match. SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. The Usos get out of it again. And then we see the same match at SummerSlam. Shinsuke Nakamura loses to Baron Corbin. Fatal 5-way elimination uh, match for the women for the number one contender spot. Um, I see Lana somehow getting another match with Naomi. So I'm going to pick Lana. United States Championship match. AJ Styles takes it. I'm going to take John Cena in the flag match because I don't think they're starting anything with Rusev. I think he's just there to be a foreign heel again. And then I think Randy wins against Mahal. I think everyone's done with Mahal, so hopefully we never see him again. Those are my predictions. Uh, who wants to go next? What about you, I'll Haley? Go next. Sounds good. Yeah. You might have to remind me about all the matches as we go because I can only do my time. So let's start... Pick a match, and we'll start from there. All right. Ty Dillinger versus Aiden English. I think Aiden English is going to win because Aiden has been practicing his singing, and all I can keep thinking is the scene from Shrek. Aiden English is going to hit a high note, and Ty Dillinger is going to explode. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, so. SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. New Day versus the Usos. I feel like the... This one's difficult because both are very good tag teams. We've seen the New Day beat up the Usos one-on-one -on -one every single week except for last week. Last week was the first time that the Usos have actually had a win over the New Day. So I think just as odds are, I say New Day takes it. Okay, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron Corbin. Uh, can we not... Going out with this match. I'm so pick interested one. in it. I think it'll be Baron Corbin, just because he does have his money in the bank. So, like, if he wins, it'll be kind of a bigger pop for him, and maybe get people more excited that he's got the title, or not the title, sorry, the briefcase. Okay, Fatal Five Way: Charlotte versus Becky versus Natalia versus Tamina versus Lana. dynamic to have Becky win just because they kind of tested the water um, this week with uh, Charlotte and Becky in their friendship so I think having her win for what's this for number one contenders match again yes to face yeah, Naomi I think, I think it would create a lot of drama if Becky were to win it would definitely test ties with Charlotte you know, she would be a good competitor for Naomi. I think she would be good. So I'm rooting for Becky in this match. AJ Styles versus KO. United States Championship match. <laughs> why does AJ have this title? Why, why, why do either of them have the title? We, we need to talk about the titles, but that's coming up later. Um, I say AJ. 
Maybe I'll hold on to it for a little longer. Okay. John Cena versus Rusev. Flag match. I want Rusev to win. Rusev was good when he was on his winning streak uh, when he first came to the main roster. It was so good, and I thoroughly enjoyed um, him and John Cena's fight because it was one of those fights that lasted a while, but they kept doing something new. You know, this is what we learned what a Russian chain match was, and it was great. I was excited for it. Yeah, good So callback. I want Rusev to win because I want to spark something decent. I want a decent feud that can last and still be interesting. So that's why I want Rusev to win. WWE Championship match in a Punjabi prison. Randy Mahal. I'm excited just for the cage. I think it's going to be a blast. I've never seen one, so I want to see how this goes. Um, I say Mahal keeps it. Okay. Just because they need to have they need to have a different competitor. They need to get Randy out of it because Randy doesn't need that title. He doesn't like. There's no point in him being a part of any of this. It'll be an interesting match, but I think Jinder will take it. Okay, what about you, Parker? What do you think? We'll start with off again with the kick, with the kickoff show. Dillinger English. Uh, Dillinger, just because baby faces usually win the kickoff match. All right, tag team championship match: New Day versus uh, the Usos. New Day win by DQ, so this goes into SummerSlam. Nakamura versus Corbin. Uh, no contest. Neither of them can afford a loss. Okay, Fatal 5-Way. Charlotte versus Becky versus Natalia versus Tamina versus Lana. As much as I hate saying it, I think Tamina wins. Huh, that's an interesting take. Because you, I think you need a, a heel to face Naomi. Okay, and you don't see Lana or Natalia doing it as heels? No. Alright. AJ Styles versus KO. The real face of America, AJ Styles. Alright. Cena versus Rusev. I know you're going to love this match because you're the biggest Cena mark ever and, you know, what's more American than a flag? And this then... is the stupidest match ever. <laughs> but, um, I mean, Cena wins it. Um, they're not going to have him come back and lose his first feud. Um, I think Rusev's just a stepping stone to... We'll go to the next pick, which is what, the main event, right? Yeah, Randy versus Mahal in the prison. Jin... Gender wins, and Cena takes on Gender at SummerSlam. All right. Uh, Carl is off. He just went to go pick up Phil, who, for those of you who don't know, was my roommate. He moved out not too long ago. Um, he came back because he just got into grad school at USF. So he went to go fetch him. Um, he there He's not going to be on the show, but Carl did leave these picks with me. He picked Dillinger. The Usos, Nakamura, Charlotte, AJ Styles, John Cena, and Jinder Mahal. The final topic of the day is going to be a doozy. What is more valuable to WWE or in general? The Universal title or the WWE Championship? One has history on its side, and the other has Brock Lesnar. Wow, this is a real tough one. Uh, well, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some <laughs> some background information on both titles so that you guys can uh, come up with you know your own idea with some maybe some new information. Wait, before you go into that, and I, you may go into it. Do you consider the Universal Championship as the replacement to the the Big Bell, the World Heavyweight Championship? No. 
Okay. No, I do not. Um, but that was a, that's a good question. Um, I think that the Universal title is just a title for Lesnar to be holding until they get the real championship back. But we'll go into that. I wanna, I'm not going to give away really my opinion until the end because I want to hear you guys first. So, some background information on the Universal title. It was established in 2016 uh, when, when Dean Ambrose got drafted to SmackDown Live in the brand split. He beat Rollins and Reigns in a triple threat match at Battleground to bring the title over to SmackDown and keep it there. So, what Raw had to do was Stephanie McFoley came up with the big red belt, probably the most hated design since the spinner. So, more information on the Universal title. The first champion was Finn Balor, and then he got KO'd and then sat out a year. And in that time, there have been four total champions. Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Goldberg, and Lesnar. Those are the only champions to date for the Universal title. So, for argument's sake, there's never been a bad Universal champion. Disagree. They're, in all in all, these are top-tier men. Now, on the other side of the card is a WWE Championship, which dates back to 1963 when Buddy Rogers won it, when he was when it was part of the NWA as the World Heavyweight Championship. That same belt in 1991 got unified with the with, in WCW to become their World Heavyweight Championship. That's the big gold belt. In 2001, Jericho uh, Chris Jericho unified both the World Heavyweight Championship and the WWF title to become the undisputed championship. In 2002, during the brand extension, uh, those two titles got split up again. There was a WWE championship and a World Heavyweight Championship. Now the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Those uh, either belt would would go on either Raw or SmackDown, depending on who got drafted where. Until 2005, um, when they debuted the Spinner Belt with John Cena. Uh, and he mostly stayed on Raw with that belt. So Raw had the WWE Championship, and SmackDown had the big gold belt. In 2013, Cena and Orton unified the titles again in a TLC match. Uh, Orton would win and carry around both belts. And it didn't really matter what you know where he would go, it would be defended everywhere. It wasn't until 2016 where we, you know, I said it already, Ambrose brought the WWE Championship permanently over to SmackDown. So that's basically the the history of the WWE Championship. There have been 50 total champions. The longest reigning champion was Bruno Sammartino at just over 7 years and 8 months. And the current champion is Jinder Mahal. So, is it more valuable, guys, to have... History on your side, or a brand new belt with a pretty decent lineage. Out of all fifty guys, not everyone was an all-star. Not everyone knocked it out of the park with their title, and Jinder wasn't the first bad WWE champion. Jinder will be the last. He will not be the last. Jinder may be a bad champion. He sucks, and he was a jobber who you know who became a star overnight when he got rehired by WWE. He's literally there just to make the Indian demographic happy. I'm not sure a win versus gender would ev- elevate the belt at all. But I'll leave it to you guys to argue. 
which is more important to WWE? For uh, In history or going forward, you can decide whatever you want. The Universal title or the WWE Championship? The WWE Championship definitely has more weight to it right now, given the fact that it does have so much history. Um, it's absolutely elevating Jinder's status by the fact that he's holding it, uh, but Jinder's doing absolutely nothing to elevate the belt. In fact, he's kind of bringing the belt down, as it were. The only problem, the problem is, on the other side, the Universal title's been off TV for so long because Brock Lesnar holds it, is that it basically doesn't have any weight whatsoever at the moment because you never see the damn thing. Yeah, it's had some great owners, but those owners have not really done too much with it. And as soon as Brock Lesnar got it, I would, my first thought was, well, this belt's going to disappear not to be seen again until SummerSlam. I, I get the fact that Samoa Joe was wrestling him for it uh, just a, a week ago, but he was never going to lose that at uh, just some regular pay-per-view. He's gonna, if Lesnar is going to lose the belt, it's going to be either SummerSlam or WrestleMania. And given the fact that I heard uh, a rumor that Lesnar will not be re-signing with WWE, at least that's the current, that's what I just saw, uh, he's probably going to lose the belt relatively soon. And if we do start seeing it on TV again, and you do see uh, people who can actually you know, challenge for it on a regular basis, then that will actually add some weight to the Universal title and it'll actually be worth something. But as it stands... It's basically invisible in the grand scheme of things. At least Jinder comes out every week and says, I am the, I am the WWE Championship. Uh, cry your heart out because I am Indian and yada, 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 ha, 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 ha. Brock Lesnar shows up make, like maybe once a month. So, All right, good take, Carl. What about you, Parker? Um, I tend to disagree with Carl just based on the fact of, of who's holding the Universal t- title right now as much as Brock's not around he elevates everything about WWE um, as much as I hate him sometimes when he's gone because he's a part timer whenever he's around he makes everything more exciting and him holding the belt is really important and a win over Brock Lesnar is basically like the pinnacle of WWE the past what five years um, Brock Lesnar has only four losses in singles competition since 2012. To Goldberg. Goldberg, Cena, Triple H, and The Undertaker. Uh, Rollins technically has a win over Brock Lesnar, but not, it, wasn't, it was a triple threat match, and he cashed in. I don't count it. I mean, uh, Brock Lesnar's lost to literally like the four greatest wrestlers in WWE history. Yes. Arguably. So, what, Brock holding the belt mean, makes it something. I mean, he broke the streak. Like, he dismantles everyone. Um, he makes that belt worth something, especially after it kind of floundered with Goldberg, I think. I mean, Finn Balor would have been an exciting champion, but only had it for a day. I think Kevin Owens was a, a decent strong champion but then again I think what Kevin Owens was doing very well should have just been for the Intercontinental belt at that point they uh, did let him hold it for 189 days which is, you know that's pretty cool of WWE I think, I think part of that was they didn't know where else to put it that's possible um, that was when AJ had just like switched over Cena was over 
I mean, and they didn't want to just hand it to Reigns because they'd have a damn ruffle on their hands. Right, and Reigns wasn't as cool as he is now. Um, yeah, and like Rollins has had the belt too many times, and they were trying to change him to babyface. So, I mean, they, I, in the short time the Universal Championship has been around, I mean, I think it's it's carried a lot more weight than the WWE Championship in the past year. I would say. I mean, AJ held it, and it was cool, but AJ's a relatively newcomer to the casual fan. Right. Um, Cena, Cena held the belt, what, for a week before Bray took it? Yes. Um, Cena holding the belt is great. I love Cena having the belt for a week. It's not, it doesn't really matter. I mean, Bray, the last three champions of the WWE Championship are what? Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal. Yeah. They've ruined the belt for me this year. So, I mean, historically, of course, the WWE Championship has a lot more weight. But right now, I think the Universal Championship is far more important. All right. Haley, what are your opinions on the the titles? I think both titles were, especially during the brand split, they were meant to be kind of brothers. You know, very equals, you know, as the top tier for both shows. You know, say when you have um, a women's title for both, say when you have a tag team title for both, this is the cream of the crop for both shows. Now, I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because on one hand, you got SmackDown, where you do have this title with all this lineage, all this, this legacy behind it, and... Parker is right. For the past three people who've held it, it's been a boring shit show. And that's not what I want to see from a title. It's not what I want to see from a champion. I want to see someone who is top of the top, who constantly shows that they are top of the top, and who makes the belt worth getting and makes it exciting to watch. You know, I have said for the longest time, Randy Orton is above the belt. He doesn't need to have a championship in order to be great. He doesn't need to be, you know, the top guy in order for the crowd to pop for him and to love him. Um, But I feel like just this fight over it has really brought Randy down as, as a competitor because there was no need for him to be champion. I mean, we've already seen him be champion. Sure, we were excited when it first happened, but now it's like, why are you fighting for this thing that you are above? Right. So why matter? And then you gotta look at, like, Jinder, and even Bray, who did nothing with it. And it's like, well, why are we even here fighting over this thing? Because you're supposed to be the main guy, yet you bore us. You know? At least when you had people like Kevin Owens, who had that title, um, or who had a title um, of that magnitude, they did something with it. If you look at, like, my favorite time was when uh, Seth Rollins held that title. And he was the bad boy, and he got in. Yeah, he had the little security team, you know, cheat for him. But he was a great heel. He was a great championship. He erected a statue in his honor. Like, I aspire to be that great where I can have a statue erected in my honor. You know? Yeah, and... Like, that's what you want to go for. That's what I loved. And now that nothing exciting is happening with it, I don't care about it. Which is annoying to me because I want to care. I want to, you know, see these guys fight over this this amazing prize. But when the prize is, you know, a cup of coffee, what's the big the big ideal? 
And then you got Raw, which it's completely different. You know, at least with SmackDown, we see the title every week. We see our champion every week, you know, taunt his opponents and proclaim himself as the, you know, high-ranking person. But with Raw, you don't see that title. You have it on Brock Lesnar. And this is a very kind of two-headed coin because on the one side, you know, you never see it. So it's like, why even have that title? Why is it even there? Because, you know, it's like, what are we fighting for? We're not fighting for anything because the title's not even, you know, here it's non-existent. But when you think about the title on Brock Lesnar, it brings this whole thing into a new shade of light because... Brock Lesnar is like, he is the ultimate boss level of that video game, you know? And we've had, you know, person after person after person fight him for that title, and none have been successful. So, part of me wants to see more of Brock Lesnar, part of me wants to see him and the title more. Even though that doesn't mean that he fights every week, I would just like to see it more than once or twice a month. Alright. Um, so that causes a little... That wasn't done yet. Okay, keep going. Okay, so that caused some issue. So, part of me is really excited that, yeah, Brock Lesnar, he's got this thing, he's this unbeatable person. But then when you look at him in the ring, when all he does is two moves, it kind of brings it down again. So I feel like both of these, you know, major titles are not as top as we want them to be. Or not as, in my mind at least, not as great as they should be, not as great as WWE wants them to be. I think it's just because they're on the wrong people. Alright. Um, I'm going to give you guys my opinion now. Um, the Universal title is only a year old. In one year, you've had four champions. In that time, one of them has gotten hurt. The other one got traded to SmackDown. One of them was an old man, and the other one was a part-timer. All four of those gentlemen, great wrestlers. All of them have their have 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 tons of fans and big followings. That being said, out of the fifty champions that the WWE Championship has has been a part of, I want to say most of them are, are Hall of Famers. Most of them are remembered as heroes of the ring. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, John Cena, Randy Orton, Ric Flair, the list goes on. There's no beating the there's no beating the WWE Championship only because the Universal Championship is so new. In 50 years we might be saying something different. I'm sure they were go are going to be put together and split apart at least 3 times in that in that time span. Lesnar is the is the highest tier in WWE. He's technically above the Undertaker when it comes to what a win means. If you beat Lesnar right now, you're the best wrestler on the roster. He's not been beaten since 2012 in singles competition except by John Cena, Triple H, Undertaker and Goldberg. Two of those matches were no holds barred. Or Extreme Rules. So that leaves The Undertaker and Goldberg. Two gimmick wrestlers. Who are only brought in for a few matches a year, if that. To sell the product to mainstream fans. The same goes for Lesnar. The WWE Championship is hands down the most, the most impressive title 
in sports entertainment. The Universal title does not come close. It may one day, but right now the answer is no. Jinder Mahal is a bad champion, but at least he's there. That's been the consensus between all four of us, is at least he's there. Eh, maybe not for me. Lesnar shows up, and the roof blows off. That has nothing to do with the title. He does not elevate the title. The title does not elevate him. Lesnar's so far above the title, he's in outer space. He doesn't need it. It could be on anybody else. So that's my opinion. The WWE Championship is more valuable to WWE, and in general is more valuable to the history of sports entertainment. Does anybody have any notes or rumors or any information that they want to talk about before we end the podcast today? I'm good. Yeah. Okay. I think we got everything through. All right, everybody. That was the Unprotected Headshots podcast where we tape every Thursday. We go up every Friday. Now we have the blog to go with it, so definitely click the link in the description to go find Glow for Gold, Haley's brand new blog. Follow us on Twitter at UPHS, all caps, podcast. UPHS podcast on Twitter. All right, guys. It's been a fun conversation. I hope, you know, I hope we talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Right.